Welcome to Energetically Speaking with Ariel Hardy. In our program today, we'll explore some of the most common issues people go to energy healers for, what these conditions look like energetically, and also how to maintain your energy field yourself. Now here's your host, Ariel Hardy. Hi, welcome to today's show. Today is about how to manifest your purpose. I'm Ariel. This is the seventh show in a series of 15 weeks in my Energetically Speaking series. And the last show will be on September 19th. So if you have friends who want to get on board, want to hear these while they're playing, while they're live, um, let them know because we're halfway through the series. After that, after the 19th, I'm actually going to use the time that I spend on the radio show to just put this all together in a couple of books or one big book and add all the stuff that you guys never get to hear because I'm constantly weeding out half the stories and half the points I was going to make to get it to fit within the showtime, especially with my little commercial breaks in there. It's like this game, this race to quick, get it all in commercial, quick, get it all in commercial. And that's what the part two of this show today is going to be about. It's just kind of like your career, how to make those decisions based on what you want to do next. You know, I could think about this show and say, oh my God, there are just so many listeners. It's such a hit. People are just loving it. I should keep going. Or I can think about me and my happiness and say, oh my God, I really want to turn this into a book. And to do that, I want to use this time I was using for the show to make the book. So if you guys want in the loop on when that is finished, by the way, when I complete that project, just go to my website at arielenergyhealer.com and on the homepage you'll see a little place for you to put your name and your email so I can send you a shout out letting you know when it's finished. So everything in Energetically Speaking is all about things that I've learned from you guys in the 20 years I've been a healer. So these topics I'm choosing are things that are common in the healing room and I'll take little notes after each session and I'll go back and look and see how many things are repeated, how many people are talking about the same thing. And that's how I came up with all the show topics. The other piece that I'm using here in the shows is, of course, my own experience, you know, trial and error, trying things out, (laughs) falling on my face, standing back up, figuring out what works, what doesn't work, how to keep my vibration high on this earth. As an energy healer, when you guys come in and you bring this topic of purpose to me and you say, I'm really here today for a healing because I want you to help me find my purpose. You're not going to get a psychic reading from me. You know, I have psychic friends you could go to, you could have them help you with that. But in an energy healing, I really just want to empower you and I want to uncover your soul center, which is in the upper chest. It's not really a chakra. It's not one of the vortexes that spins It's kind of like this nugget of light that sits right in the upper chest above the heart chakra, below the throat. And that kind of represents what you came here for to the planet, what you want to do, what your purpose is, who you are. And I'll uncover it. I'll shine it. I'll light it up. I'll put it back in your body if it's not in there. And then the other thing I'll do as an energy healer is flush out the right side of your body. So from your shoulder down through the hip down through the right knee, all the way through the foot and out. And when that river is flowing, it kind of unblocks your career path. 
It's like if you feel stuck and then I unblock that and get it flowing, your career will do the same thing. Things start moving. So a lot of people will come in because they can't figure out their career. It feels stuck. They can't find it. Getting these things moving helps. There's another piece of the energy field I haven't taught you guys yet where, you know, you've got these five toes sticking off the foot, right? Each toe has this ray of light shooting out of it, just like our fingers have light shooting out of them. I like to see those five rays as five choices where you get to use your free will. So there's this path, your career path. It goes from the shoulder down through the foot. And then you've got these five choices within that path. So don't be so worried about, oh, what if I choose the wrong thing? Free will is a really fun thing. Use it. Have fun with it. If you go way outside of your main river of light and way off your path, your spirit guides or life will pretty much knock you back into your path. But then within that, you have lots of choices. So have fun with it. It's kind of like dating that we did in the last show. You get to choose. You, you, there's free will here at play. You don't have to pick this one person. So the, the goal of one of the goals of this show about purpose is that I want to bring it back to day-to-day excitement. So every day you're playing a game. Every day you're having a blast. Instead of what's my purpose way down the road, someday I'll be happy when I get that purpose, but until then I'm not happy. It's the same exact thing as the last show. And the last show was the energy going down through the left side of the body. It was all about relationship and dating. And I kept bringing everyone back to taking the focus off of finding the one. Instead, having fun dating, having fun with all the people you do know, having fun with your life as it is now. It's the same with the purpose. Instead of someday I'll be great, someday I'll be happy once I find it or once I'm doing it. Instead, I want to bring it back to, no, today was a blast searching for my purpose, having fun trying out different things. And in the second part of the show today, I'm going to talk all about the game that I play, just kind of like the dating games I shared last show, to make finding your purpose really fun instead of this hard thing that we're stuck in and we can't seem to ever get there. And the third part of the show today is going to be all about money. And the reason for that is because That's a big, huge part of finding your purpose, unless you just want it to be a hobby or you just want it to be this thing that no one ever knows about. It's just in your head and you were just maybe thinking about it your whole life and dreaming about it, but never did it. You know, money is it grounds it. It brings it into reality and you start to connect to everyone in the society. It almost like it makes it real. One time I went to this seminar There was this publishing company that I wanted to hear just to kind of get some tips on how to publish. And they kept just saying they only want authors who want to serve. They want people who serve. Like their goal is to serve. And, you know, that message just kept getting drilled into us and drilled into us during the seminar. And I was looking at the people on stage who were delivering this message. They looked run down, run over, exhausted not having fun at all anymore. You know, they've given the seminar over and over and over. And they probably had headaches from the altitude here in Denver. And I just thought, well, where's the happiness? Where's the joy anymore? They just look exhausted. And I thought, well, shoot, I guess I can never be an author in their publishing company then because that's not my motto. I am not here to serve. 
So it might look like I am, right? I'm doing like 20 to 36 healings a week. I've done this 20 years helping all these people. I don't ever think of that. I don't think of it as I'm carrying everybody and I'm serving everyone and you all need me. Instead, it's more like this is just my selfish lifestyle. I just happen to think this is interesting. I quit things really easily and quickly. I have fun and then I'm bored and then I quit. (laughs) And it's easy for me. I just think energy healing comes easily. It's I get to make my own schedule. I was able to kind of be a stay-at-home mom and go to work, even though I was a single mother. Like, it brings in money so I can take care of my kids and provide them with a home and food and clothing. It's got a great balance to it. You know, I can change my schedule anytime I want. If it's winter and I want to close shop early, I can. I enjoy working with angels and spirit guides, and I love hearing all your stories. And so it's for me. I don't have this false illusion that I'm serving everyone. I'm not sacrificing anything here. I have this balanced lifestyle. It's for me. It makes me happy. So some of you ask me, what does God want me to do? To me, that's a lot of pressure. If you think that God wants you to do something or that you're going to do God's work, what is God's work? I've got to do God's work Again, that's so much pressure on you. You're just this little human. And yes, we can make big, huge changes, but we don't make them with that kind of urgency and pressure of you have to, you have to, you've got to save the world. You've, you've got to do this thing that God is asking you to do. To me, God just wants you to be happy. Because if you're happy, then your energy field is lit up and bright. And if every single person is doing something that makes them happy, then the whole planet's lit up and then we won. We did it. We created this bright planet. Right now, nobody's happy. Everybody's fighting. There's a lot of black energy everywhere. So if you do what makes you happy, which is what God wants for you, you could do all kinds of different things. Like, I don't have to be an energy healer. I'm still doing God's work. I'm still, I'm still doing what I came here to do. I'm still pleasing God and the angels and guides. Like, I could paint. I could raise children. I could cook. All these things could make me happy. As long as it makes me happy, I'm in alignment with God. The Dalai Lama says the purpose of life is to be happy. I love that saying. Joseph Campbell says, follow your bliss. These are all quotes to live by. And the goal is that every day, every moment you have this happiness, not like someday You're going to have happiness. Once you find what God wants you to do, you'll have happiness. There was this woman in my practice, and she kept praying for a sign. Like, she wanted someone to show her, is she on the right path? Is she doing what God wanted her to do? Well, soon after beginning to pray, she got this opportunity that she didn't ask for that was going to take a lot of work. She was going to go and help these veterans. Well, her father had just died soon before this, and he was a veteran. And so, of course, he wanted her to go help veterans. But she took that as a sign that she needed to quit her job that she loved and adored and leave all of her friends, her best friends at her work. She left them before and come running back and decided to stay there forever. 
And here out of the blue, she got this opportunity after praying. Well, of course, she thought it's a sign. I've got to do it. But what she was ignoring was how miserable she was becoming as the deadline approached when she had to quit her job and go. She started limping around. Her right hip was killing her, which is that career side of the body. The energy flowing through the right is all about career. She can hardly walk. And to me, that's a moment to not give away your power to what a spirit tells you to do or someone else might have told you is your path, but to tune into your own feelings and just ask yourself, hey, this is enough. Am I happy? What makes me happy? So we want to break it down to this moment and just sense into our feelings to see what are we feeling? That is the guidance. The guidance is within. An extreme example of this where you might give away your power is, and I know, believe it or not, a couple of women like this, where a master or a spirit that calls themselves a master will move into them, into their bodies, and they let them, they let them move in and move back out and move in and move back out. And when the, when the spirit moves in, the person, the woman, channels the spirit. It can be male, female. And as they're channeling this spirit, they're getting the message across from that master to the world. The problem with this is that the ones I have seen are having major, major health issues. Now, if a spirit is going to move into your body, it should be a high, high, high level, like a spirit guide or an angel, and you should have no health issues whatsoever. You should feel amazing after they move back out of your body. If you're allowing a spirit to move in, they're just made of light. Sometimes we have spirits or ghosts move in and out of us and we don't even know it. We might feel weird. We might feel strange, but they're made of light. So if you're allowing a spirit to move in and you don't feel God's presence, you don't feel like it was angelic, by all means, draw that line. But These women that I know are believing these masters who are saying to them, I have this message, this urgent message. You must be my messenger. You must tell the world this. You must do this. So they've given up everything to be this channel for this dead spirit that still wants to act as if they're living and continue to spread their message on the earth as if it's like a live or die situation, like we have to save everyone now. There's one woman that I know who apparently whoever has channeled that spirit dies at around age 60 or something like that. And there have been two women before her and she's approaching that date or maybe past it. I don't know. I lost touch with them, but she was getting sicker and sicker as that date was approaching. And I just thought, why would you give your power away? It's all about, are you happy? Do you feel happy? Do you feel healthy? You know, let's talk about this urgency to save the world. Of course, things are going awry, and of course, we can contribute, and of course, we can create the balance. But to me, the way to do that is not by burning ourselves out and stressing ourselves out and feeling like we have the answer that could save everyone or what we have to offer could help everyone. It's true. What we have can really help. But just break it down and bring it back to each day. Are you happy? Are you having a great time? If you die tomorrow, did you have a great day today? Did you really enjoy your steps to your career today? Did you have fun doing it today? Because someday may never happen, kind of like we said in the last show. 
it may never, you may never find the one ever. Did you have a great time along the way with or without finding that end result? Some people work their whole lives to create some ginormous change and it fails. It doesn't happen. People don't listen. So then you live this life of anguish. So it's like keep bringing it back to each moment. You're having a great time. You've got to love your routine and let go of these visions of grandeur, as my friend used to call it. You know, some of us have this fear of being great. Like, you see this huge potential for yourself, and it's going to be so great. First of all, we want to break that down into every day and just let go of that vision. But second of all, if you're having fear of feeling powerful, don't look at that end result. Look at right now today. I remember in college, I guess I was 18 or 19, And I was part of this club called Christian Athletes. And I was standing in the back of the room listening to some speaker. And, you know, I didn't stand out or anything. I just looked like every other college student. But he came to the back of the room afterwards and he said, God has told me to tell you, you will speak to to thousands. And he said, be sure you are giving God's message because a lot of people will be listening to you. And, you know, I was 18, 19, and I had enough um, of clarity to throw out his second half of that warning, you know, fear-based warning, like, be careful. I was a little offended. I was like, well, why wouldn't I be connected to God and to the light? And and secondly, I'm not going to come from fear. I'm just going to be myself. But the first part of his message, I understood it. I knew that was true, that I would speak to thousands. But If I had just focused on that, like, that's my goal, that's my goal, I would be taking, like, public speaking classes, and I would have been trying to write all these years and speak, and instead, I just do-to-do found my way, which I'm about to explain in this next part, and live day-to-day and raise my vibration every day doing what was in front of me, and I did all this healing work, which is not speaking to thousands, it was one-on-one, in a room, breathing, (sighs) moving energy, (sighs) training myself working on people's organs, their vertebrae, their relationships. But over time, as you can see, that's all added up to a lot to say. And so now all of a sudden, yay, I'm speaking to thousands. But it's not like that was always in front of me. I forgot about it until I was writing this show. I was writing the show. I'm like, oh, yeah, (laughs) that's right. It's here. And that's how I want you to look at these dreams of ours. When we feel like we have a purpose or a psychic or a dream tells you that this is what you're going to do. Great. That's awesome. Now put it aside and live day to day. Live in the moment. Enjoy the commercial and I'll be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you sometimes feel stuck, blocked, or simply not yourself? Do you want to feel happier? brighter and lighter. Ariel Hardy, energy healer since 1996, can help by reconnecting you energetically to God, to the earth, and to your own spirit. Ariel can help heal the heart wounds from hurtful relationships and help get you back into your body and your power after experiencing life's traumas. Ariel can work on you anywhere in the world, communicating with you as she works through phone or Skype. Please visit the contacts page at arielenergyhealer.com to request an appointment. Would you like to learn how to do energy healing work yourself? Self-taught healer Ariel Hardy has created instructional videos for you to learn from. In these videos, Ariel shares tips and tricks of the trade from her unique style of healing work. 
please visit her videos page at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L energyhealer.com. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to Energetically Speaking. Ariel Hardy would love to hear from you with any questions or comments about the show. Send an email to ariel at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L at arielenergyhealer.com. Now, back to Energetically Speaking. Welcome back. This part of the show is going to be all about the fun games that I play to just stay in the moment and to just find you know, that thing that you like to do, even if it changes constantly and you're having a blast doing it, who cares? It's just like the last show, you know, who cares if you meet the one or not? If you're having a great time, you're living, you're lit up. And to me, that's the purpose of life. The purpose is to come out the other end of this life lit up and bright. Look, we can move straight into helping people by being an angel or being a spirit guide instead of just we crawl across the finish line depressed and upset and feeling like we didn't do it. We didn't do what we came here to do. So all of you have told people about your dream, you know, this thing you want to do and you're so excited about and you tell someone and they're like, well, Ariel, I don't know about that. Have you thought about this, this, or this? Or maybe you should do this. Or have you looked at it from this angle? I told this one friend of mine about the radio show right before I started it. And I was like, oh, my God, you won't believe this. I'm going to do this radio show. And my friend was like, well, I hope you don't get a whole bunch of mean and rude callers. And I just laughed and laughed and laughed because I thought, and that would explain why you've never done anything that you really, really, really wanted to do in this lifetime. If you're going to kill it before you ever try it, of course, you're never going to do it. However, let's not swing too far um, into the dream and away from the practical. The way that I actually make all of my dreams happen and all of my family members and friends who are around me happen is that I sit them down and lay out a practical plan. The practical plan isn't to kill it. It's to make sure that it happens, that you can really do it. And if you can't figure out how to do it, look at it from another angle. But you want to play with time, the time you have in your life. You want to play with money by budgeting it and calculating it. You want to visualize, you know, picture and dream each day, each week, each month, every three months, the year, five years. You want to dream ahead. You want to lay it out on the calendar. You want to write it out. You want to type it. Like, here's how you're going to do it. And by this year, you're going to be on your feet. You want to really manifest this thing. You want to take the dream from above you and bring it down through you. We talked about in that and I think the last show with the big upper vortex in the field, the big lower base skirt. You want to bring the idea down through and ground it and go into action. So you um, for those of you who don't have like tons of ideas in your head and don't have, you know, you're not waking up in the morning going, aha, here's what I'm gonna do. I know I want to do this. And you, you know, most of us are we've got a lot of ideas or we've got at least a couple of ideas. But if you feel like I don't have one idea, I don't have anything. The way to dig yourself out of that deep 
hole of depression and just kind of flatness and and no light sparking in your spirit is to just look around your day and ask yourself, okay, what today was sort of interesting? Now, if you can't figure out what you want or what you want to do and you're just kind of in a funk, if you had fun doing a crossword puzzle today, I want you to put that on a list, like get a fresh sheet of paper or a file on your computer and just add that or on your phone put crossword puzzle and then the next day I want you to repeat it you're gonna do a crossword puzzle you're gonna sit down and do that and then you're gonna attract attention from your spirit guides they're gonna be like oh she's actually trying she's looking for things that might make her happy and each day add something else search look for something and eventually you'll crawl your way out of that deep hole and start getting into the game the fun and the play of ideas for those of you who have lots of ideas in your head and you feel like, how am I ever going to pull it off? I'm so busy. What I did as a single mom years and years ago when my kids were little is that I created this list bowl. And later I named it Sticks, S-T-I-X. And I'll talk about how it evolved into that later. But it started out where I made this pottery bowl and I decorated it and made it gorgeous. And then I took tons of sheets of paper and I watercolored them blue. And then I cut them into little two-inch tabs. And I guess they were about an inch wide. And on each tab of paper, I wrote an idea. And then I folded them and I put them in the bowl. And I kept adding as I kept thinking more things until there were like 50 things in this bowl. But this is how I found the career that I do now. It was just this fun, simple game. I used to actually sell those. I would make the bowls and sell them with directions on how to play the game. (laughs) I don't know how many people bought them, but they all sold. I don't know if they were ever used. Basically, the game goes like this. If you have 15 minutes to your name in a day, you suddenly have 15 minutes before you have to go pick someone up or do something. You go to the bowl, close your eyes, breathe, connect to source above you, connect to your crown, the top of your head, pull that light down through you, all the way down through your legs and your feet, drop your tailbone, bend your knees. You can be sitting doing this too. You can be standing. It doesn't matter. You can be swaying back and forth and then draw one out. Because as you align like that to source, you're aligning with your own spirit. You're also bringing in your spirit guides. They're like, hey, she's running some energy. So you're getting a little guidance. You pull it out and you read it and you do what it says on it. One of your ideas is on there. You do what it says. You throw it back in the bowl so you can draw it again later when you have another 15 minutes, 20 minutes, one hour. And then you have to do something toward it. If it's late at night and you can't run an errand, you can't, say you drew art, do art. You can't run an errand because it's at night. Get online and look at art supplies or or make a sketch of what you wanted to paint. Or if, if you do have time to run an errand, jump in the car. This should be totally spontaneous and fun. So at dinner time, you can say, you won't believe all the things I did today. Put it on your calendar if you can't. Uh, do something right now toward it, right on your calendar where you're going to do it. Visualize. You can sit there and journal and visualize, or you can lay out the whole plan of how you're going to do this art, where you're going to sell this art. You can make a phone call to a gallery or something. You can Google art online and the style you use and research it, but brainstorm. Do something. Do something toward this dream so that it starts to go from an idea to you're actually doing it. And then if you decide you hate it, throw it out. 
If you decide you don't like it, throw it away. The key here is to do this on the side. A lot of people just want to quit their job and just do this purpose, this passion. That's great, except then your spouse or somebody has to pick up that financial slack. And then you bring a lot of stress and fear into the home because you feel like you just have to write this book for the world or whatever. And then you begin to block up your own light because there's so much stress about the money and resentment from your mate. And so just be sure that you grab pieces of time. It adds up, believe me. If you have endless time to yourself, awesome. If you have money and you have time, that's great, except it can also sort of inhibit you because you have no structure. And what you can do with that is just kind of divide your day into three sections. You can set timers, um, you know, say you're going to do something for an hour and then you're going to close your eyes, draw another one, do it for an hour like that. But kind of set up your own structure. The point is high vibe. You're having fun. It's spontaneous. One of the things I had in my bowl on my little tabs of paper was pottery. I had this romantic idea that I was going to have this husband someday and we'd be standing in our booth at an art festival and all of our gorgeous pottery was in front of us and we were just this happy little couple. Well, the name of this game is Let's Bring the Dreams to Reality and basically I would do a healing on someone because I was just starting out my healing practice and I would then like run upstairs, change my clothes and run back down and open. And I, and I would go open the garage where I'd set it all up to be a pottery studio. I had inherited all these kilns from my grandmother and kick wheels my father had made and pottery supplies. And I'd taken pottery in college. So I'd pull some handles and I'd be frustrated because they'd be cracking because they dried out because I was in healings and raising my kids and I didn't have time. And, and then I would change my clothes, run in, open the door and greet the next person for a healing. So you see how I would just grab one little hour there, here and there, like whatever time I had, I would draw something out of the bowl and I kept drawing that damn pottery one over and over again. It's kind of like tarot cards where you draw the same message. And so instead of thinking I'm meant to do pottery, it was more like, hey, I'm going to have fun trying this out and then it's my choice. It's my free will what I want to do. Finally, what happened is one night, My whole family went Christmas caroling without me because I had to stay and babysit the kilns because I had all these Christmas orders for my cups that I was making. And so I think that's when I threw in the towel. I was just like, this sucks. (laughs) I'm done. And I gave all the supplies to my sister. I was like, enough. Uh, Okay, been there, done that. Now that dream has been done. I can now say I was a potter for a short time instead of my whole life going, I could have been a potter. I should have been a potter. You just do it. One of the things in my game, one of the tabs paper was coloring book because I just love to color with the kids after school when they came home. But, you know, I didn't know that coloring books would now be such a big deal in the U.S. I don't know if they are other places, but here you're in the grocery store store aisle and there are all these coloring books for adults. (laughs) But I just liked coloring. And then when I was coloring, I would notice that the phone would always ring for someone calling in for a healing. And at that time, the business was small and it was just growing. So I thought, what is happening here? So I paid attention energetically and noticed that when I was coloring, my breathing would shift shift, I would get in the moment, the light would just be pouring from 
top of my head, down through me, out my hands. And I was running a current of light. And that's the same current of light you want to run when you're an energy healer. Like when people are, are coming to you to feel God's light come through you. So it doesn't matter what it is you're doing. You're still running God's light through you if you're into it, if it's something you like, if you're enjoying it. So that's why I like to have lots of irons in the fire. Say yes to everything. Try them all out and just put them in your game so that you try them all. Some things you may never draw out of that bowl. And that's fine. Believe me, you'll have so many things going. Something will take off. So eventually, of course, the healing work just kept growing and growing. Another thing that I had in the bowl was dream catchers. And I don't know if you guys have seen knows what those are in other countries, but Native Americans here in the U.S. would put these on their teepees. And they're basically like a spider web made of string, waxed string. And then they have feathers where you sweep away the bad dreams and then they have a bead to attract the good dreams to the teepee. Well, it was my birthday and my boyfriend and I had seen one of those in a shop, but we couldn't get it because we'd spent our money on pins and journals for me because I was like, all I need is pins and journals. If I can just write, I'm happy. I don't need anything else. But as we were leaving, I saw one of those and I could just feel the energy in it. And I thought, I really, really am interested in that. Like maybe I could make those or something. The next day I went to my birthday party with my parents and my grandmother. I opened this shirt box and opened the tissue paper. My grandmother had got me a dream catcher. And she didn't even know that I had seen one, that I had wanted it. And, you know, I could have taken that as a sign. It's, it's a sign. I'm supposed to weave dream catchers, you know. And instead, I just took it as my angels heard me. They're with me. They saw that that made me happy. They brought me something that makes me happy. So then I studied it and I figured out, hmm, how am I going to make these things myself and I practiced and I went into the woods and I got feathers and my grandmother made pottery beads and I got I ordered the thread and I found vines I was like cutting vines from trees in the woods and and I got really fast and good at this and they became gorgeous and I would put the directions on there and and I was selling them in a couple of stores I would make huge ones and hang from my mom's gallery from the ceiling in her gallery and you know, I got to the point where it was like they got stuck. They quit selling for a little bit. So I sped up and I started weaving them as if I didn't care, as if I wasn't attached to the dream of this is what I do. And I just kind of backed off a little and just started whipping them out and they started selling. It's because I kind of got out of the way and just got the thing flowing without all that energy, that desperate need in it to be something amazing, something big. And then, of course, you know, reality hit me over time, which is, the feathers apparently have mites in them. And then I had to build a pillbox to kill the mites and the feathers. And then this new law came out. You couldn't gather feathers from the woods. And you had to order these tacky ones that didn't even look real from this company. that came in the mail and on and on. And, and so that tab of paper went in the trash, just along with the pottery one. Like anything you decide you don't like, throw it away. Been there, done that. You don't have to keep trying it. Meanwhile, as I was doing all these things, the healing work is the thing that kept growing. You have to see if it's a match. Like, do people want it? Do they even want to hear what you have to say? Do they even want what you have to offer? 
Does it make money? Are you able to feed your children with it? And do you love it? You know, just keep asking yourself those three things. There was another thing that I did, which was paint linen clothing. I got to the point where I couldn't stand how the fabric kept moving when I was painting it. And I was like, and that one goes into the trash. That idea, out. And you start just sort of whittling down to get to the point where you know exactly what's left or something's taken off so you don't have time to do the others. The way it turned into the game called Sticks, S-T-I-X, is because I started just making them faster by taking a little index card and you turn it vertically. I know there are lines on the back that go horizontally, but those are too long a strips for me. So I turn it vertically and I draw lines down that way so they go side to side on the short side. And then I write on each line an idea. And then I cut along the lines to make strips, like little skinny strips of paper. And then I hold them in my hand like a sticks, like I'm holding a group of sticks or pencils. And then I close my eyes and I tune in, bend my knees, drop my pelvis, call on my angels and guides, pull one out, do that. So that's how I got the name Sticks. So, you know, one of your projects will will become bigger than life and then you have to quit all the other things which was fun which is fine because at that point you know pretty much what it is you like what what works what doesn't work um if you already know what your purpose is you don't have a million ideas that's great too just pick a routine you know like every night at 8 30 to 9 30 or 8 30 to 9 you always work on it you always go into some room in your house and close the door no matter what's happening outside that door and you always focus on it you can google it you can visualize it you can work on it in lot tiny steps you can plan it all out um you know for those of you who feel like like you can just never get to it. You can never get there. There's no way it's going to happen. I promise you that, you know, if you play this game and you just do a tiny bit every day, it'll add up. By the time I had played that game for a few months, I had so many boxes of pottery, I couldn't believe it. And I was just doing it randomly here and there. You basically just want it to be fun and spontaneous. And you just want to make sure that every dream gets thrown into that bowl. If you're not sure you should put one in, put it in there. Put everything in there and work on it. It's it's just taking the idea from above you down to the earth. So the next part of this um, show today, we're going to talk about money because a lot of people just want their dream to be their dream and it's just this happy dream and they don't want to look at the money part of it. They don't want it to have anything to do with money, like money's dirty or something. So we're going to face that here in the next section and we're going to fall in love with money and we're going to see the energy of it and we're going to learn the importance of it. So enjoy the commercials and I'll be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you sometimes feel stuck, blocked, or simply not yourself? Do you want to feel happier, brighter, and lighter? Ariel Hardy, energy healer since 1996, can help by reconnecting you energetically to God, to the earth, and to your own spirit. Ariel can help heal the heart wounds from hurtful relationships and help get you back into your body and your power after experiencing life's traumas. Ariel can work on you anywhere in the world, communicating with you as she works through phone or Skype. Please visit the contacts page at arielenergyhealer.com to request an appointment. Would you like to learn how to do energy healing work yourself? 
Self-taught healer Ariel Hardy has created instructional videos for you to learn from. In these videos, Ariel shares tips and tricks of the trade from her unique style of healing work. Please visit her videos page at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L energyhealer.com. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Energetically Speaking. Ariel Hardy would love to hear from you with any questions or comments about the show. Send an email to ariel at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L at arielenergyhealer.com. Now back to Energetically Speaking. Hi, hi, welcome back. Welcome back to Energetically Speaking. So basically, I have a lot of people say to me, well, it's not about the money. I'm not doing this for the money. But it is about the money. Just as it is about food and shelter and breathing oxygen and your body and clothes, like it is. We happen to live on earth. It is about the money. So you want to create a great relationship with money instead of having this stress and this fear around it. Because if you have all the stress and fear, then it blocks your gifts. So then you can't give your gifts because you have so much stress and worry that then you can't give to the world what you want to do. Like you might have to quit what it is you wanted to do because it wasn't making money. So the reason that I say this earth plane is about money, you do need to embrace money is because to me, it's what grounds our gifts. If I'm playing with money and I'm focused on money, what's happening is the ideas up in my head are coming down through me and through my body and out through my legs and feet into the ground, out my hands, and I'm engaging with people. So it's like this energy is now connecting me to everyone else instead of no one even knows I'm a healer. I'm sort of the closet healer. It happens behind closed doors like <clears throat> the world doesn't know about it because I don't know. I'm just afraid to charge or something. Or I I just, I don't know. I don't like the money aspect of it. Think of it as money ties you to other people. It makes this kind of loop, this energy loop between you and them. So, so you give them your gift and then they hand you the money. And the way they got that money is they use their time and their energy and their gifts. And they earn that money and then they gave it to you. And so that's this light or energy going to you. And then you take it and then you go buy food and you eat that food. And then you feel strong and happy so that you go to work and offer your gifts again. <clears throat> so you can see how where it ties us together. It makes us part of the society. It pay, makes us part of everything and everyone. It's like this energetic exchange. So luckily, I've been able to kind of go through this again with my daughter. She's 18, and she's kind of going through the same thing I did out of college, which is like how to find what you're going to do. You have all these talents and what to do with it. So right now she's doing tarot card readings and it's easy for her. You know, it's not a big deal. She It just comes naturally and people are calling her and it's growing and they're paying money. And she just raised her fees for the first time because she has her first bills and, you know, it's okay. And so I asked her, how's it going? She's like, it's okay. I just, you know, I don't know if that's what I want to do. 
you know, with her life because she also has art and music and film and craft. She does all this other stuff, too, which is awesome. She sings. And so that's when I realized, hmm, it's time to bring in the money incentive because money will ground it. Like none of us will ever know her gifts or be able to experience her gifts of tarot card reading if she's kind of bored with it, if it just comes easily. We'll never get to experience that. And so money is a way to get her to stick with it and to keep going and make sure that we all get to have those gifts. So what I did is showed her how to make a budget. I gave her her first three bills and had her use her math skills from school and add up like how much do these bills come to. And at first she got really stressed out. Like then the fear comes in like, oh my God, this is overwhelming. How am I going to pay these bills? And then I taught her, okay, how many clients do you need to pay those bills? She told, she added it up and I'm like, okay, how many people, um, how many weeks would you have to work? Like how many clients a week and how many weeks would you have to work to pay those bills? And then so she added that up and she realized she had like two extra weeks. And I was like, okay. So next month, we're going to add another bill to your list, but you'll be able to handle it because you'll have more people and you'll, you'll be working more because as you visualize it and you lay it on your, out on your calendar, how many people you want to come each week and how much that would add up to monetarily, then you'll always be fine. You'll always be a step ahead. And she's like, well, what do I do with all this other money if I work the other weeks? I'm like, oh, that's yours to spend on art supplies. That's for you to spend on all your other gifts and all the other fun things that you do. And then she started to see the freedom in money, the freedom in making it a game and enjoying it and playing with it. So then we visualized together. We visualized that this many people came and here's how much they paid and and here's how much she had at the end of the month. And she started to get it. And like next thing you know, people are calling in. Someone came to our door asking for these readings because she was generating an excitement again because she grounded it with money. It's not just, oh, I have these gifts and I'm going to give them freely to the world because I'm all love and kindness and it's all for them. No, it's got to be an equal balance, an equal exchange. You give, you receive. You give, you receive. What I used to do is I had this um, bracelet and it was like, it was made of river stones, like these, these seven beautiful light blue green stones with pearls in it. I got it from my mom's shop. And I used to take it off and pretend it was like mala beads or prayer beads. And I would hold each stone and then move to the next smooth stone. And I would just say 500, 1,000, 1,500, 2,000, 2,500, 3,000, 3,300. And that was my goal. When I first started out here in Denver, that was my goal, to go from five clients to $3,300. And then it just kept growing and growing every year from there. I think it grew 40% year after year. I always felt like you could get enlightened just focusing on money because what you're doing is you're getting in the flow. You're aligning with source. You're visualizing. You're bringing in all of this energy. Yes, it's around this object of money, but people do it for other things like the prayer beads. It's this object and it brings in God's light. Another thing I did is I just said, I am the daughter of the light. And I used to just remember where I came from. I used to imagine this kingdom of angels and God's light and these castles made of light and say, that's where I'm from. So why then have I disconnected myself and cut myself off to be poor here on earth? 
like, why am I living this existence if that's where I'm from? And I started to just take on that identity. I am wealthy. I am wealthy. I am rich. I am wealthy. And I would imagine that I had these coins that were like sequins attached to the grids in my energy bubble. So I was in this beautiful bubble of light and around it were all these grids or cocoons or mesh. And there were many layers of these and attached to the mesh were these little shimmering kind of fluttering sequins of of money, of light, of coins. And then I would walk around handing change to homeless people left and right just to get that flow going through me like it's coming in, it's going out. I'm in the flow. Then I would do a meditation where here in Colorado, I would imagine that the streams and the creeks and the rivers flowing water down from the Rocky Mountains was actually coming right to my feet. And I was like a tree. And the little sparks of silver and gold in the water coming off the mountains was actually coming up through me, through my legs, like I was a tree absorbing it. And out my hands, out out my chest, out my face, like out the top of my head, like I was in the flow of gold and silver, like gold from the sun and silver from the moon, like the coins, the Sacagawea gold coins or the silver change. I would imagine dollars and 20s and hundreds and I would imagine that I was weaving them into like a basket or a hammock to cradle my children in so that they would be safe and cared for. I used to hold the checks in one hand and the cash in another and I would sit on my healing table. This is when we were eating rice, meat and vegetables for three meals a day. (laughs) And I would just hold these and I would just Give thanks over and over. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I will walk around to music. Thank you, thank you. And this showed my spirit guides and angels, this is what makes her safe and happy. This is what gives her the freedom to do this work. And my vibration will go up and up and up. So it was like I was lit up with God's light, but it was really just a money meditation. So over time, what happened is, of course, the healing work is what people wanted It's what I ended up continuing to love, and it's what made the money. And I just continued to have a schedule and a routine and continue to visualize and focus. And I'm having such a great time watching my daughter start out and learn all these little skills. So here at the end of the show today, I actually want to face fear around money. So take a deep breath. Bring God's light into you, into the top of your head. We ask that the power of God moves in. We command, in the name of God, in the name of the light, that all dark energy of fear around money, around finances, around budgets is removed from us now. So just breathe and let that get moved out. Any choked feeling in your throat when you start talking about money, we ask that that's removed now in the name of God, in the name of the light. We ask that we're able to use money as just a symbol of energy, a symbol of love, passed back and forth between people. We ask that we're able to get in that flow of currency through our bodies, through our lives. We ask that any stigmas attached to that word money are removed now and that we see it as a flow of energy moving through us, that we celebrate it. 
that it pours in. We give it freely. It moves through us. It rains on us, bright yellow, white light, money falling on us from heaven, manna falling from heaven. Imagine you have a bowl, a big, huge bowl or basket in front of you. And I want you to imagine that these flower blossoms are falling or sparks of light are falling into the bowl or like snow or manna from heaven from the Bible. Like just imagine that you're receiving and receiving and receiving. That you're not just giving away your gifts, you're actually receiving for your gifts. All the way through us, all the way through our bodies. We ask that any urgency around our purpose or our careers is removed. Any feelings of neediness, like we have to do this thing, this urgency, we have to save the world. We ask that that's just removed and we're planted in the moment instead. We're planted in happiness in our hearts instead. We ask that our soul light in the upper chest burns brightly. We ask that we feel empowered. We know who we are. Help us remember who we are. Help us remember what we came here for. And then help us to ground that knowing. Help us to bring that burning desire, that knowing down into our lower bodies. Help us to ground it. Help us to become practical with it. Help us to create schedules with it. Help us to stay in the moment with it. Help us to logically pace it. Help us to play each day with it. Have fun each day. If it's not fun, show us when to let go and throw it out. Show us when to move on. Just like like relationships, show us when to move on. If it's no longer making you happy, move on. We ask that the energy moves out the bottoms of our feet. We ask that we have fun with our free will and choices. We let go of any feelings of feeling like we could mess up or make a mistake or what if we don't do the right path or what God wants us to do. We let go of all of that, that control over us. We take back our power, our playfulness. We relax. We enjoy this earth. We enjoy free will. We enjoy the moment. All right, so now what I'm going to do is just push the energy of money down through the base chakra and through our legs so that we connect it to the ground. So it's not the scary thing that ungrounds us, but it actually makes us feel safe. We use it to make us feel safe. We plan it out logically. We budget. We have fun with it. We love it. We love money. We love the energy of money. We love what it does. It's like loving food. It's like we know what it does for our bodies. We ask that we use it wisely. We ask that we use it carelessly, that we have fun with it too. We ask that we loosen up about this whole topic of purpose. We just loosen up. We bring it instead moment to moment, day by day. We bring it down to this day, this hour, this minute. What makes us happy? What is fun for us? We ask our spirit guides, our angels to be with us, to help guide us. And when we play the game, we ask them to make it fun for us. 
and hilarious and spontaneous. We ask that what we love to do in life and the grounding of money all come together into one connected flow from our head to our feet. We ask that we're perfectly engaged in both our dreams and reality, our dreams and the rest of the world to people. We give thanks for money and how it connects us all. We ask that we are connected always to both heaven and earth until it's our time to cross over. We ask that whatever career or purpose we choose, we have fun with it and that it lights up our spirit. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to the light. This is Ariel Hardy, Energetically Speaking. We hope you've both enjoyed and learned from this edition of Energetically Speaking. Please join your host, Ariel Hardy, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. We'll see you then right here.